up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 162 are open. This week on the show, we're talking about Minecraft Steve coming to Super Smash Bros. I was about to say Super Smash Bros. Brawl for some reason. Um, no. Oh, yes, yes, the right game. I mean, if you... Project M is probably in it. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, no. And uh, to talk all about that is my best mate. It's Bryce DeWitt. Oh. Hey. How you go, mate? Hey. Good, good to see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no last week, so... No, it wasn't actually, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Um, so where were you last week, Bryce? Explain. I was sick. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And... Uh, this uh, this uh, good old uh, denty denty boy appointment that you had uh, had to have Friday last week mm. was like, well, this is the third time you've had to reschedule it. So, yep. I'm like, all right, I'm not getting you sick. It's late. You know what? We can just let you do a solo episode. I come back to it next week, mm. and uh, wait for you to be all right and all, all over your tooth. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, I guess, the d- dentist appointment, uh, that's why this week's episode is a bit late. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, did tell you last week, though. So if you didn't listen last week, that's on you. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, harsh. So, yeah, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, had a four wisdom teeth out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody that's had wisdom teeth out uh, knows how that goes. Hmm. Mm. KOs you for a little bit. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't too bad for me. I uh, I woke up out of, out of being knocked out after the operation. I sort of just like woke up and... Uh, it's finished. I turned over, looked at the clock. Oh, it's about quarter past eleven. Must have took about an hour. But like before getting knocked out, so I just all I remember is laying there. Then all of the next minute, I'm just waking up. Blonk. Yeah. So that's how you want it. That's what it does. Yeah, it's yeah. good. That's my first time ever going under. So. Yeah, yeah. As as I was talking to you about it before, I had one done when I was eight, but my uh, my wisdom teeth were terrible. If like. You can't tell with me hiding behind my microphone. <laughs> my dentals are obviously not great due to some problems when I was a kid. So it was sort of like when I had mine done, all four of them were like rotten, like black. So unfortunately, you know, when I was like eight, they had to put me under and they put me under some pretty heavy shit. They kept me uh, in bed for about three days at the Women's and Children's Hospital. Yeah. So it wasn't very pleasant. But mm. yeah, I'm glad you didn't have to uh, stay that long. No, no, I was home by by lunchtime, which is good. I was eating my ice cream and jelly. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. The staple. Yeah, you know, mm. it's good. It's actually really good ice cream they gave me. I was like, yeah. I'm like, where's the? What's this brand? <laughs> I don't get it. It's probably like Buller or something. More than likely, I think Buller do. Both I don't think it those. was. I looked at it, but I forgot the name, the brand name. Buller Golden North. Could it be Golden North? Golden North. Yeah, you know, it could be Golden North. Uh. You should be able to buy that at your Woolies. I'm sure you could. Should be able to buy that at your Woolies. Speaking of brands, Bryce, you got a, you brought over some beverages here. I did, yeah. So what is this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kaju Crush. Kaju Crush yeah. beer. Tropical Pale Ale. Tropical Pale Ale, yeah. yeah. So I, right. I, don't, I don't know how it's going to go. Well, let's, let's see what it tastes like. All right. It said new at Woolworths. So I was like... Mm. Oh, it doesn't smell good. <laughs> hmm? It doesn't smell good. It smells like pineapple. I oh, know. I hate pineapple. <laughs> And pale ale. Pineapple and pale ale. Mm. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. It just tastes like pale ale. Yeah. With a bit of sweetness. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'll drink it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I mean, you know, I'm kind of hoping you would because there is more. Yeah, you got four more there. So, all right, all right. You know, I don't, I don't think we're going to drink them all, but, you know, maybe uh, one more would be nice. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah. 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 
It's like, oh, we've got a bit, about an hour show for you all, but it turns into three hours because we're on bloody tropical pale ale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, tropics. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the tropics down here at the moment. It's just like the weather is absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's the, the Arctic's. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible down here right now. Yeah, you know, it has been for about a week. Yeah, I absolutely love it though. It's just excellent time to put on the. Uh, on the fire and everything, sit around, play some video games. Yeah, you know, I can't disagree, but I think the problem is is that at the moment we're kind of like through a very serious change in like how seasons are starting to work. Yeah, they're very delayed. They're very delayed. Mm. And then, you know, on top of that, uh, what was it last week? We had two pretty hot days in consideration to what we've been having for the last like four months. Yeah. And then it just went back to shit again straight after. Yeah. And it, it's like with all of this, I watched um, something on Netflix last night, uh, David Attenborough's uh, This Is Planet Earth. Yeah. And that was absolutely fantastic. Like he sort of went through like his life and how the climate and everything sort of changed in his lifetime. Mm. I didn't realize he was 93 years old. Yes, he is. He's holding up very well. He is. I yeah. thought he'd be like in his like early 80s. No, absolutely maybe. not. No, he no. is. He is. Yeah. Because I, I think it was last year or the year before or something like that. He was uh, knighted. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like nice in his 90s. Mm. Yeah, and it was just like, mm, okay then. No, so just like, obviously nothing to do with video games, but I definitely recommend going checking that out, and because it's sort of like the first half, he lays everything out of, uh, you know, how our world is, you know, going downhill. Oh, absolutely. For the next hundred years, but then it's like, all right, this is how we can try and set it on the right track. It's like as uh, young people, you know, I guess thirties uh, or twenties or whatever. I think it's pretty important to actually like really think about some of this stuff, and like you know, even even some of the small things like. Like working in hospitality, being like, uh, do you want a straw? It's like, no, you don't. Okay. So like no straws and like, just like little silly things like that is like, you know, it's, it's kind of annoying having paper straws and metal straws. You know, your drink doesn't taste as good, but it's definitely not worth producing those things for that little bit of convenience. I it? don't I don't really get it either. No, like I don't really use straws unless like, I don't know, it's given to me or something. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I, I, I think it's just like. I, I get it. it. It's it's a little bit messier sometimes. You get a bit of bit, a bit of a taste out of a straw, but really, if it's a beverage, it's going down anyway. Yeah, I think um, like it, usually it's the ladies because they don't like getting lipstick on the glass. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it, it obviously doesn't matter. It's like, well, should we get an, another fifty years out of um, you know, our Arctic, or are <laughs> going to get our glasses dirty? But then mm. it's like you're not using a straw when you're drinking a. Uh, like red wine or something. Yeah, exactly. So, and they're usually the culprit. Yeah, they're the culprit. They're, they're yeah. the, like the red the red wine is usually the culprit with the lipstick. So it's sort of just like if you're going to do that, then I suppose do it with a red wine. But at the same time, you should just think of it this way. If you're going to do it to a red wine glass, what's the point of doing it to a schooner glass? Mm, yeah. You, know, you, yeah. Might, you, might as well just, you might as well just fucking treat it the same way and just drink from the source rather than the straw. Yeah. So anyway, definitely recommend if mm. you have Netflix, go and check it out. Have you seen it? I, ha- I have not seen it, but yeah, yeah no. Definitely it, recommend it. It is, it is on my watch list, actually. Yeah, yeah. I actually tweeted, I tweeted out about it because it finished. I'm just like, wow. wow. I'm, yeah. like, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's all the stuff you know. Like, you know, you know that you know the Arctic's melting. It's because of man-made factories and all this stuff. So you know, like a lot of people know that, but um, it's just like put out and like, a bit with a bit more information and stuff like you can well, just just re-evaluate like it. going off that uh, off that when I walked in I actually talked to Chantel I was like it's goddamn freezing or whatever and I had a quick discussion I'm like uh, my mother's partner he's a gardener so yeah. he's, he's always very on point about like and very 
you know, like nitpicky about how his garden's doing and all that stuff. And he said that like some something, it was something in particular took an extra month and a half to bloom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. That that's insane to think about because that that wasn't like that in previous years. It's only just been like as it's come through to this year that it's really starting to show. But so is with everything else. Obviously, yeah. I would say like the last two years have been really noticeable. Just um, especially in rainfall. Like this July has been actually bone dry, which is super mm. unusual, especially down here because in the southeast we usually get real high rainfall. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, back back when my dad was younger, like you know, the place would literally flood in wintertime. Now it doesn't flood at all, mm. and like just and now it's in September. It's starting to rain a lot more from September. What is it now? It's to October and so on. Yeah. So it's like really delayed, and you can sort of actually start seeing some of the effects of some of the stuff. So yeah. Unfortunate. It is, um, but it's sort of up to us and you know the the younger people to step up and try and make some changes. But um, which is harsh because we've got like over a hundred years of you know technical revolution to sort of reorganize. And- yeah, and like you know a lot of uh, a lot of people point out that in, in that documentary he doesn't actually like call out capitalism for a lot of these things. Like you know it's easy for us to go, all right, you know I'm not going to take the car that often this week, and I'm going to catch public transport, whatever you can do. But at the end of the day, if uh, some of these companies see dollar signs and it's not necessarily the good thing for the planet, they don't care. No. So, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard situation to be in. But uh, that's some of the stuff I think uh, talking about Nintendo games takes our mind off a bit. So let's jump into that, Bryce. So it's been a real cold week. It's good, uh, good weather for playing video games. Some of the best weather, I would say. Uh, what have you been playing, man? Uh, so I've been playing the infamous Breath of the Wild clone, Ooh. Genshin Impact. Yes, I'm, I'm keen to hear about this. All right, so it 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 came out last week, right? Yeah, and so a lot of people sort of went into it thinking, you know, it's free to play, right? Yep. So you can play it on your mobile, uh, PC, PS4. Um, and a lot of people were sort of going in it with the intent of, oh, it's a Breath of the Wild clone. Then this is this is the same thing that had that one guy smashing his PlayStation in protest in public and shit like that. Like, ah, okay. Um, you got to do what you got to do, you know. It was developed primarily <laughs> as a mobile game, which confuses yeah. me even more because it's just like, huh, okay, well, you just smashed your PlayStation in protest over a mobile game, but that's great. You do you. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I guess preface warning. Uh, when, you, when you go into Genshin Impact, you need to know one thing, and that is it is a gacha game. If you've played uh, Dragalia Lost Mario Kart Tour or whatever that's been released by Nintendo, you know what a gacha game is. Surprise mechanics, loot boxes, EA's, you know, surprise mechanics, favorite thing. Um, and uh, it, it, it is that, and it, it, it does have some of the worst surprise rates uh, of any game. Cool. <laughs> in, in that market. I think I think there's a little bit of excusable to it because it is such a big game. But at, in saying that, it's a single player experience mostly. Yeah. So to be completely honest with you, you could not spend a dime, and you could probably just have just as much fun. So I, I guess just to clarify, um, what are some of the what are you actually getting from these drops or whatever? So are they are they power ups? Are they cosmetics? Or? So from the gacha, no, um, characters and weapons. So okay. Um, so they're a pretty big part of the game then. A pretty a pretty yeah. big, um, but that doesn't mean everything's not achievable with just the base roster. Right. I think, um, you know, you could go into the game, you could craft your own weapons and you 
crafted weapons can actually turn out to be just as good as some of like the catch rolled ones or uh, whatever have you. Um, but you will probably miss out on some characters that they do use in the story a fair bit, uh, but they put them in the gacha. Mm. So I guess like the primary example probably to begin with is uh, Venti, um, who you spend a lot of time with in the first part of the story, uh, is currently on a limited gacha. So mm. in about 10 days, he's going away <laughs> for a while mm. because he's, he's a limited time only release. So unfortunately, it is it is that sort of like almost predatory if you get the wrong person type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you do be careful how you spend your money because there are people out there that have dropped. There was one guy who dropped who said he was very willing to drop 10k on this game. Ooh, he dropped seven to get everything he wanted. Fuck, seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So. When you go into this game, try not to pay too much attention to the gacha unless you've got free rolls. Don't don't do yourself the hindrance and invest, you know, more than what the game's worth in it, please. Um, because it is a great game and it is very, very pretty well... Like, it, it is very well developed and there is, like, co-op aspects to it. Um, and it is very Breath of the Wild in how every there's little challenges everywhere. It's got a bit more of a straightforward story than Breath of the Wild does. So if you wanted a bit of a straight more straightforward story, it's there, which is nice. Is there like some like a more linear path to go on rather than just obviously in Breath of the Wild you'll No, 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 no. no. It is it is all just right in front of you. Like it is this it is very much like if you could see it, you can go there. There's no loading zones unless it's into dungeons, aka like shrines. Mm-hmm. Um it is very much built off the same system that Breath of the Wild has, which is like freedom. Um, freedom to do whatever the hell you want. And there is a lot of that in this. You know, there is uh, mobs and camps to take down, treasure chests to find, world bosses to fight, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is all there in the core experience of Getchet Impact. Um, the thing that it has over Breath of the Wild is it does have a more established story to fo- follow, which is good. Um, whereas Breath of the Wild's you know, more established story, I suppose, is more looking back on the past, which doesn't seem to excite a bunch of people. It definitely got, it definitely did it for me. I yeah. quite, I quite liked how Breath of the Wild told its story. Um, but if you want something that's more like the here and now, uh, Genshin Impact has that as a story. It's like you are here now, and this is your job. Yeah. So you're you're actually pretty compelled by the story. Oh uh, yeah, I'm 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 I've kept pretty interested in it. Like I there's you know there's a whole like. I guess, I guess, like Breath of the Wild, there's there's a bunch of provinces. They all have their own dealings and the way they deal with things. They all yeah. have their own gods. You know, it, it is it is quite like interesting. And I think um, you know, there's a good good thing about that. Um, it does a very a very good thing, um, like Breath of the Wild does as well. And that is how you use elements to your advantage. So in Breath of the Wild, obviously, if you light a patch of grass on fire, it can spread into a wildfire. You can use that for multiple purposes. Uh, if you use cryon, uh, cryonis on water, you can use that to manipulate water or do whatever. Mm. Um, and just little things like that, I suppose. Um, Genshin Impact is very much the same in that it has seven elements and they all interact with each other in a unique way. So if you use wind on a fire patch, for example, it turns it into like a fire tornado and stuff like that. And you can okay. incorporate in the, that in combat and stuff, which is really fun. Um, of course, this is kind of, it's it's kind of a little bit gated by your character choices, which is where the gacha gacha's kind of like, hmm, 
you know, it does seem compelling to spend money on somebody where it's like, well, this character can summon a tornado like pretty, pretty quickly. And if I combine that with my fire character, I can make fire tornadoes or water tornadoes or like thundernadoes or whatever, Mm. you know? Um, But I think, you know, if you wanted to play this game entirely free to play, it's not that hard to. And a lot of people do play it free to play and still get very successful. Mm. Um, Personally, how much have you spent on it? uh, I've put about, about the amount of a full cost game in it. Only because I'm sort of like, all right, I support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I support good things. Yeah, I've, I've got no problem with a game. Like, if you're playing a game like Genshin Impact and you're like, this is fun, here's some money. Like, there's yeah, that's there's right. Yeah. Nothing bad about it. It's only when it's like, like really egregious type of thing where it's like, you know, we need your money right now. It's like, well, I'm not. You haven't really given me a reason to yeah, that's give right. you the money yet. It, it's a free to play. It, it's a free to play game. Like first and foremost, and that's great. Um, but it is it is sort of like, like th- there's only two regions you can sort of go to now, and there's going to be eight all up in total. Mm. but it's still pretty big regardless. Like the world is still filled with things to do. Um, so really it is, it is quite, you know, worth your time uh, as a free to play player as it is. So for me to say, all right, I would probably buy this for 80 bucks to be honest. Mm. So I'd put a bit of money on the game and then I would sort of just, you know, put that, put that investment in it, get some, get some extra goodies, do whatever and move on. Um, that being said, uh, you know, there are things that they need to change about that. And like, for example, like getting a five star character, I think the pity, the pity, um, and this, this is where I'm going to talk about like cash and whatever in the game, because like I said, the game is great, but the cash, the cash shop is terrible. Um, I think the pity, the pity is 90, right? So 90 pulls, uh, and you were guaranteed a five-star character at that 90 pulls. Outside of that, it is 0.6%. So if you see something on a banner and you're like, oh, I want that, you know, the chances are of pulling it at 0.6%, you're probably not going to get it until you hit that 90 pulls. Mm. Um, and even then, uh, at 90 pulls, you're not guaranteed to get it. Only at 100, well, at 90 pulls, you're not guaranteed to get the featured unit. You're just guaranteed to get a five-star if you want the featured unit, you're gonna have to pull 180. So I've did I've done the math, right? And to get was it one ten pull? It's twenty five US. So roughly, it's about nine ten pulls. So that makes it about. Should I had it in my head? Two hundred two hundred and twenty five dollars to get a five star if you don't break the pity before that point, mm. right? And that makes it an egregious, on top of that, 450 if you want the guaranteed front unit Ooh. of that banner. Jesus and Christ. this is why I'm I'm being very like, don't, don't spend too much money on this. Don't be like those people that are on YouTube putting 7K on this game and being like, look at all this shit I'm getting. Yeah. Because es- it is- Yeah, especially if they're a bigger channel where they can like- mm use that to pull in views and pay for it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And yeah. the thing is, it's like content creators are also like on Twitch and stuff like that. They're all getting donations to roll. Yeah. Cause I've noticed this game. It's been heavily advertised. Like every single ad on my YouTube is Genshin impact. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that they're just pumping money into it. Um, I noticed a, a content creator. I follow like a lot. Like I watch all of these videos, a drive who typically does uh, Pokemon content. 
he was sponsored by uh, Genshin Impact yeah. to do a do a stream. Yep. And like you know, they're putting like a lot of money. So if you're seeing like people getting decent pulls from your favorite content creator, it very well could be just like it's set up to look like that. Yeah. Maybe not, but you know, they're definitely throwing a lot of advertising money around for this Let, game. Let's put it. Let's put it this way: it is a free to play game, right? In its first week, it made sixty million dollars. Mm. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? <laughs> that is a lot of money. It only it came second place uh, in accordance to something else. I can't remember what the first was. But the first one was like a long time running game that's been on the platform Clash for a Clash of Clans or something. Something, yeah, something like yeah. that. It only came second to that. And so that tells you how much money people are sort of dumping in on this. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. The experience is great. And, you know... If there's a gacha you're gonna play, where you're like, oh, you know, I'll put a bit of money on this just because I'm enjoying the, you know, the experience. This is probably the game that's gonna do that to you. Yeah, and it's, it's it doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Like I don't know, like something like Breath of the Wild. Obviously, you pay the initial money and you play it, and you can play as much or as little as you want. Then with the DLC, you can put another thirty bucks on it, and you get a bit more content. With this, are they going to continually put out updates for oh, yes, co- yeah. for content? Yes, yeah. So, so there's that's that's a good side for this type of model where mm. they're just constantly adding to it, yeah. And they're making their money through people's engagement with the game. You've got two nations at the moment. There's going to be a total of eight, so there's going to be yeah. you know six major content updates before you know the whole game is technically completed in terms of the map alone, mm. um, and that's not including like you know uh, any additional content updates like new dungeons or uh, new features or new ways to play the game or, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of sort of that stuff that comes out for free. Like it is, it yeah. is like that unified unit. Um, but you know, there is no point in supporting a monetization scheme in a gacha system. If it's not friendly to the player to the point, you know, where yeah. you have to spend thousands of dollars to get anything you want. Um, I, I I would say you know if you want to pull put eighty dollars on the game you know put put the price of what you would pay for that game on that game yeah because it is it is quite the experience for a free to play game um but you know you're not helping especially these YouTubers and I wish I wish I could ever get through to them like you know you're really not helping anybody by wailing the shit out of this game and give and sending the message that people will fucking buy into it. Mm. because at the end of the day, you might have that money to spend and you'll wild the shit on it and you'll get what you want. But the the cries of the people who are like, you know, this this is unfair practice, 0.6% is bullshit. It's the lowest, lowest gacha rate in any gacha game and that needs to change. Yeah. Um, you're sending the message that it doesn't really fucking matter and as long as we've got content creators you know, we've got people sending their money in as donations for them to roll, you know, and stuff like that, which yeah. is kind of crap. I mean, it is it is hard because, like, if I was developing a game and I had people say, hey, man, I'm going to spend eight grand on your game so I can actually get all the stuff, I'll be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And it's like you can't blame them. Don't get me they're... wrong. I, I'm not saying that, but I am saying, like, you've got to fight for the little man. You know, like, when um when I was in discussion about, about it on uh, the subreddit, actually, um somebody said like uh, all gacha games are you know pretty predatory or you know there's no such thing as a generous gacha game but every time i think about a generous like the the words generous and gacha yeah. next to each other i do think of dragalia lost and that is in comparison to like putting that against any other sort of gacha title that nintendo's put out whether that or you know a nintendo related property like pokemon masters or 
uh, Murray Cut tour. Um, Dragali Lost has been extremely generous its entire life, and it does show that it doesn't earn as much money as other gacha games, but it is very well highly regarded as one of the most free-to-play friendly games on mobile. And to say that for a Nintendo game, you know, (laughs) that's a bit different, (laughs) you know, considering Nintendo won't even drop the price of their first-party games after five years of them being out. Yeah. You know? So that does that does really say something um, that Dragali Loss is actually quite generous considering the fact and Nintendo were the ones that are like, Cy Games, just give them what they want. You know? That's it's weird to hear them say that. Um but even then, like most of the time Dragalia's rates are like six percent and they climb with every ten pull you do, but you also get free currency all the time from the developers. They just toss it at you like it's Keep you hooked. Bird seed. Yeah, it's like come but on, it come, keep, come back. It keeps you playing. Yeah, but they yeah. the way they encourage that game is they don't they don't ever really encourage you to spend money for pools. They don't really give you a reason to do it. So it's sort of just like well, you know, that's how it is. But when you take that six percent rate that climbs, and they have a pity system now, which is like, you know, after yeah, I oh know <laughs> the pity system. The pity system after three hundred rolls in Dragalia, you can pick the unit you want. Um, but you'll also probably get a lot along the way because the rates climb with every tenfold by like 5%. And then, you know, um, because most of your rolls are free, it's whatever. But like in comparison to something like that, that's like quite generous. And then looking at Genshin Impact where your chances are 0.6%. So literally 10, 10 times less. Yeah. You know, that's really, really, really not good. Um, and I feel like what they want to do is they do want, you know, to have like a wide array of unique characters and stuff like that and um, still have a monetization scheme out of it, which is nice, you know, like that's fine. Um, Some of the four stars, it's hard to explain, but the more copies you get of a certain character up to six times, the more powerful that character is going to be. You don't actually get multiple copies of that character. Right. So if you roll them twice, they get powered up. You're like, cool. All right. No worries. And that's great and everything, but that makes doing it for five stars almost literally literally and virtually impossible because it's 0.6%. That is absolutely abysmal. And your chances of rolling that same five-star character when there is a whole pool of five-star characters in that one banner to get a maxed out character, you're going to be spending ridiculous amounts of money. Right, and yeah. it, it, does, it does gate the game away from people who don't have the future knowledge of what the lottery numbers are going to be, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even think a millionaire would wail a million dollars on this game and still <laughs> probably get everything they wanted. Yeah. I guess um, just, just moving away from just, uh, you know, don't waste your money, <laughs> just be responsible. Do you get the same sort of feeling as Breath of the Wild or like yeah, an open world yeah. game where you're like, oh, yeah. what's that? And that really good uh, sense of discovery. It is all there. And that's like what I was saying before. Like, if you were looking for that experience, it's all there. Yeah, um, I'm kind of give it a go. I um, I I, w- I was gonna play it on the iPad because I'm like, oh, I can just sit down on the iPad. And I played it on my seven hundred dollar iPad. Did you? Yeah, it See, works I, well. Yeah, I was gonna do that, but it had no controller support, so I'm like, oh, it won't yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait until it gets updated because I don't want to be holding the iPad like it's a big Game Boy <laughs> type they, thing. But they are listening, and I believe they'll they'll get it implemented as soon as they can. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, the other option, I suppose, is always the PS4. Yeah, if you feel I, like picking that up. Yeah, I sort of um, I had other things to play, but I'll talk about that once it's my turn, I guess. But. Yeah, just uh, a lot to play at the moment. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll just leave it until there's the update. So it's a bit more mm. yeah, friendly on controls for me. 
Well, I guess uh, to summarize it, I guess, is that if you are looking for a Breath of the Wild experience and you like don't mind the anime aesthetic, uh, it, it's pretty good. And, you know, if you're happy to just play it as free to play, that's probably the way you're going to enjoy it most. And mm. it is it is still coming to Switch, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, it is. It, it just does not have a defined release date. So do we know if it's like 2021 or this year or? I haven't, they haven't really been, they haven't really said anything. Said anything. Like, I think at this point it's safe to say 2021, but mm. I think they were aiming for 2020. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's got like cross save in that because, like you said, the PC and the mobile version do have cross save. Yeah, Did you say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas PS4, I don't think it does. Right, so that's a bit weird. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is there. I think oh, I'm not sure. I just remember people complaining a lot about. Whether that's a Sony thing or a hardware thing or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I haven't actually put it on my PS4 myself to see. So, yeah, I could be wrong. But there is there is some sort of compatibility issue there between, you know, whether that's they can share that account at all or whether it's uh, some other thing. Who knows? Yeah. Cool. I'm keen to give it a go. And um, whether it gets control support on the iPad or Switch, that's probably where I'll play it. Yeah. Um, so you've been playing anything else or? That's about it, about I think. It? Yeah. Nice. How's, just before we finish that, how many hours did you put into it, you reckon, roughly? You oh, put like a, <laughs> have you put like two hours into it or like 10 hours? Or? Oh, Jesus. No, no more than that. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> 50 hours. I'd argue it would be around about that. Yeah? You've been playing on the phone and stuff when you've been going out and stuff. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. The, that's the great part about it is I can play it on my computer and then I can go to bed. And fucking Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we can play together and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, it's co-op. Yeah, yeah you just run around and should kill things. Should do that. Yeah, I can. I can kill things. Yeah, I can press A and B. Yeah, a bit of it, Y and X. That's pretty, pretty much what it is. It's just like you know E and Q or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> e and Q or, or buttons on phone. Yeah, <laughs> just like slap the phone. Yeah, yeah. nice. I've been playing co-op. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just run around the world. Yeah. So uh, stuff I've been playing, I talked about it a bit last week, but I've uh, gone through and finished the World of Light and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, really enjoyed it. Like I said last week, I sort of I'd like when when uh, Ultimate first came out, all it was about is just playing with friends and unlocking the characters, and I just wasn't in the mood just to sit down and play by myself. And it's only like now that it's been two years later where I'm actually like, all right, I'm actually in the mood for it because I wanted some comfort food, but I actually wanted to finish something as well. So mm-hmm. I went through in 100% of it. A lot of fun. There was some, like a lot of the matches, it takes me like 20 seconds, like they're real easy or whatever. But there was like some matches where I'm like, how did this get past QA? Like this is <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. There's one for Dr. Wily and you had to verse eight Metal Mega Man two at a time. Yeah. And they were just like ridiculously hard because like you couldn't knock them back. And um, I, actually, I actually Googled it. I'm like, well, how- I need a strategy to beat this thing. And like, People like I went to the subreddit and people like saying the exact same thing. Like, what the hell is wrong with this? Who put this in the game? Because all of a sudden you just get to this fight where it's just like just like stops you. I'm like, all right. And all I did, I, I changed my character to Kirby and I just did his up B. But hiya, just like hitting them because it was a it was a stamina battle. So just like constantly doing that, they can't really hit you too much. You're just constantly doing that, and that's how I ended up beating it. But it was just like ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm really glad that I got back to it and got to finish it. Um, 
I got to like the end and there's like three different endings for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, have you finished it? Have you gotten through it? Yeah. 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 And that's really good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Three different endings. Uh, was it one good? It was like one good, one bad. And then like the true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's cool. Like I guess spoilers for for the end, but it's cool how you actually. I knew this before, but you get to um, play as Master Hand mm, yeah. and like beat all the characters. I reckon that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, which was like a uh, kind of like an almost almost like an Easter egg thing uh, when it came to like the melee glitch. Yeah, how you could play as Master Hand. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so I just felt myself was just like, all right, just like you just like almost mashing buttons because you're not that familiar with the controls, but like each attack's doing enough to like um, help, help you win pretty much. Yeah. It's like slapping them back and forth and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm on the mission to get all the spirits in the game. I've got, um, I've, I think I've got like 1100 out of 1400 and so. So I'm getting there, but it's getting to like the stage now where it's like you need to do uh, um, some of the harder stuff to, to get mm -hmm. them, do, do the merging, do the spirit boards and that. And for the first time ever, I've actually like ran out of currency. Because <laughs> like usually I'm just like playing game after game and I'm just like earning money and every now and again I'm like, oh, check the shop. Oh, there's some music and buy it. And that was pretty much it. But now it's like I've got no money and I'm not like doing rounds. Mm. So yeah. So I'm actually like doing like all of like the the traveling. Like you can put different spirits in to actually like go into caves and get resources and yeah. all that. Like sort of, I guess it's like very mobile-esque. You're putting them in. You've got to wait like two hours real time to get all the currency out. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I sort of I put I put that on rest for a bit because I'm like, all right, this is uh, it's it's getting like that real OCD side of me where I'm like, all right, I just want to get it finished, but it's it's so much work, but it's not going to happen overnight type of thing. No, no <laughs> so yeah. I put it down on Tuesday and I um had a other look into my backlog and I'm playing through uh, Link's Awakening. Um, I put it on hold last year because. It came out late in the year. And I was like, I'm not in the mood for all this type of Zelda game at the moment. So I put it on hold. And the idea was to play it like around March, early in the year. And it sort of never happened because, you know, other stuff going on. Um, yeah, I had an engagement party and all that planned and all that, didn't I? Yep. There's a lot There's a lot going on. Coronavirus. Corona time. Yeah, setting off, you know, a lot of things happen. So yeah, um, jumping back into it now, I'm like, I'm, all right, I'm, I'm only like probably four hours or so into it. So I'm not restarting again. I'm not wasting that time. So I pulled up a guide straight away to like, you know, sort of find where I'm going again. And like just uh, diving back into that game, it's just so obtuse. <laughs> Even like getting around, like you think it'd be like pretty simple, just like going to uh, another part of the map. <laughs> but you're like, uh, you go and there's a dead end and you go, go, go all the way back and go around here and go in there and, there was a, a dungeon I was doing and I needed three keys to get to the boss. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I'm missing one. I'm like, all right, I, you know, I don't have time. So I just like looked up a guide to see where that third key was. And basically I had to like kill all the enemies around like uh, the staircase. And like, I, how would I have known <laughs> that if I didn't look that up? Because it's kind of like, You've got to, like, I kill, kill all the enemies, but then you go around and one of, like, the, the blobs, like, spawns there, like, comes out of nowhere. So then, then when you kill the last one, the key appears. I'm like, all oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. But, yeah. So, I'm playing through that. It's just really obtuse. And it just is, it, as beautiful as it looks, uh, it's just, it still feels like a really old Game Boy game. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm keen to get it finished. Just now check it off my list. I haven't even got it. <laughs> haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I still haven't picked it up. Yeah. It's, it, the thing is, is like, 
okay. I, I love me some Zelda. I really love it. I love mm. it very much. But um, it was one of those things like, yeah, I can pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I've beaten it on Game Boy. Um, you know, it looks very pretty. And then I, I think I got the sour taste in my mouth when you had it here and it was playing one day just before we started the podcast. And then I picked it up. I'm like, what is that blurry edge around the screen? That bugs me so much. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. And then that was it. I was just like, all right, I'm not I'm not overly interested in picking this up. Everything's blurry to you already, let alone when the game blurs it even more. Right. <laughs> Take these off and there we go. Now you're a blur. I'm like, I look like Link's Awakening now. Yeah, you look like Link's Awakening. It just blurs my out, like <laughs> the outside, but it's really focused on my face. So maybe it'll help you. I mean, if I really focus on your face, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But like everything else, everything <laughs> else around you is like. It's like a real cinematic shot on a camera. It actually kind of is. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty much kind of what it is. It's like earlier when you were fiddling around with the camera, I noticed that like I, I started moving my beer in front and it was still blurry. I put it down. Then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, yes, there's a beer there. So I focused on it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that, that's my eyes. Yeah, so like if you yeah, take this back here, it's blurry, it's blurry, it's blurry. Yeah, you put it in the foreground and boom, she focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a camera should do, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it should. Hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. I'm sort of getting through my backlog, and you know, there's, uh, I'm sort of trying to get uh, Link's Awakening, and maybe even get through a bit of Astral Chain before Pikmin Three and uh, Age of Calamity come out later this year. AOC. That's pretty much what we're waiting for. So, without further ado, let's talk about some of uh, Minecraft Steve and uh, some of the uh, Age of Calamity stuff in the news segment. Are you ready, Bryce? Hold on to your hat, mate. Hell, oh, you're going to lose it. Ooh. Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? Hi. Hi, Hi. Hi. My body is still So, Bryce. I was going with the throwaway effect and then you... <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? No. So, Bryce, I know you're super excited for this one, so... Oh, boy. This is uh, actually probably... This is like a week old now. This week has gone... Real slow, so, but real fast at the same time. This year has been like that. Yeah. I know we say that every week. <laughs> we say it every week. But Bryce, uh, Minecraft Steve is joining Super Smash Bros. on October 13th. So without getting into like, all the details straight away, what's your initial thought of uh, Steve joining Super Smash Bros.? Uh, look, um, you know, and I, I said this in our Discord as well. Like, I'm, I, I played Minecraft for, I've played it for over ten years. Well, ten years, yeah. So, like, I was, I was in TAFE at the time that I discovered what the fuck it was. Um, <laughs> you learned I was, it. I was seventeen. <laughs> he studied it at TAFE. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, studied Minecraft. They're just like, there's this new game called Minecraft. There is now a course for it. Um, no, uh. I, I've played Minecraft, like, I played it pretty religiously when it came out, and I played it on and off pretty much my entire time since it's come out. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great game, and I, I, I believe it deserves representation in Smash, but at the same time, I think some of the decisions made regarding it and maybe just how it looks in the game is a bit too jarring to me, personally. <laughs> yeah, so... So this is coming from the guy who, um, when we're playing Super Smash Bros. Brawl, if I played as Mr. Game and Watch, uh, Bryce would be like, oh, I can't follow the animation. Like the animation of Mr. Game and Watch just like 
I guess just, the shit out just of the two frames just really annoyed him. Mm. So seeing like uh, Steve, like it's not, it's not the same thing, obviously, but it's just like a really clunky weird movement. clunky movement like it is in obviously Minecraft. Minecraft yeah. yeah. I think, okay, so when it, when it comes to that, it is just like looking at things that he does is almost jarring to me and <laughs> probably even more so because I feel like as Game & Watch has been in recurring Smash entries, he has slowly sort of melded into the game and felt more natural. Yeah, they gave him bombs, constant bombs in the new one. So, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> you didn't even know that. No, it's just like, oh, yeah, I could do this. Just like, what is it? He's down A, just bomb, bomb, bomb. Side A. He's side A. Jesus nah. Christ. And I just, just jump. Bloop, 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 bloop. Oh. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, they found him. They found a way for him to mesh, and they meshed him like pretty well over the years. And I think he's sort of in a be- much better place than he was before. And um, I think Ultimate Ultimate's you know pretty clued in on that. Um, but my God, simple animations and Steve and the way Steve looks, and just in the midst of everything else, even like with Game and Watch, I think it's sort of just like it is a it is a little black pixel man. And, you know, it can sort of get away with just looking like that wacky. Yeah. Because it is just that little black pixel man. But Steve is not that and uh, neither is like the the other Minecraft skins. I think everybody's taking a big friggin' laugh at Stumpy Enderman because it's really strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, Enderman, the zombie, um, Alex and yeah, different iterations of Steve. And Alex, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both and yeah. So, um, you know, just looking at it from sort of the perspective of like, you know, the double jump jars me. The fact that they made it in the normal walk cycle jars me. The, uh, you know, just just little things like that. I think like looking up, like the taunts and stuff like that. Why did they give him a tea bag? I don't know. It was a little bit weird. A tea bag. Oh, like oh, like a crouch down type yeah, of thing. No, well, yeah, because like you I could. Put, you meant like an actual tea bag. You, 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 <laughs> no, you could. Well, you, a cup of tea. <laughs> you could press down on like the D pad, and it's just like it does like the thing. Yeah, because that's that's what people do in the game, I guess. Like, yeah, they, they just, do. They, yeah, they do. So um, that's just taken from the culture of Minecraft, which, which is which I get pretty smart. Yeah. Which I get, but I was just like, mm-hmm. and then you know, um, block building mechanics and stuff like that. As as people have pointed out. Um, Steve has six ways to ledge guard. Oh, his ledge guard game is going to be and that is disgusting. <laughs> that is terrible. Like any anybody that you could throw off a ledge, like Little Mac, I feel sorry for you. Because yeah, just like the side um, B, like the punt, like the punch. It just it won't do anything. Just no. put up a wall. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad and like um, you know just just stuff like that. I think is also I, I think it's very creative and very cool and. Like the mining system and how it works different on different terrain depending on or if it's static on Omega. I think that's all really cool. And I think like stuff like that is really neat uh, and that's great. But the fact that the dev team, and I think this is the thing that irks me more because of Mm. probably the time, the time that we're in, like, you know, with coronavirus and the teams having to work apart and just, you know, it seems... We'll talk about this part in a second, but anyway, yeah, yeah. They, they had to change over a hundred maps for Steve and yeah. you know, the Minecraft. So, crew. like in in the presentation, they like Sakurai said, like you know, thank the the programmers because they had to reprogram all the levels to work for the, the block mechanic, yeah, um, which is like laying down blocks and just um, all of the things that sort of work with Steve and Alex, um, which is pretty like it's not going it's it's not going to like affect like the stages. They're going to look the same as they did before, but it's just going to obviously not break when you play as Steve or someone. 
Yeah. Mm. But I, I, you know, that is massive. Like they could have just done, they could have just done the mining mechanic and just kept it stagnant like they do on Omega stages. And I think, I, I think anybody would have been happy. But the fact that the dev team went through so much just to make sure that it works like down to a T with how Steve is as a character. I, th- I, I just think that's um, a part of Smash Brothers just full stop though. Like just the amount of detail in every single little aspect is just massive. Now listen, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's not what I'm disagreeing with. I think what I'm disagreeing with more is the way that Sakurai presented himself during the presentation. You know, like it could just be me. And like a lot of people are like, oh, well, this was our turn. You know, he, he got to put Byleth in Smash. And, and Byleth like, was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no offense, guys, but, you know, Byleth might have been, he might have been excited to be in work on Byleth, but Nintendo made that decision. They have for this, the entire pass and any, in, in, like yeah. any, any characters they've brought back or brought in, Nintendo has been. I love how like he introduced this being like, yeah, we sat down in the meeting. Nintendo's like, can you put him in? We're like, oh, fucking, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much how we got in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like, it. but the thing is, is like, he, he sort of droned on about it and it's, it's kind of just sounded like it was a technical nightmare and not being able to work in a physical environment with his team was stupid challenging. Yeah, yeah. And, hmm. you know, it was probably not something that he was willing to work on, but he did it anyway because Nintendo said, just got to do it. It's not like he's working working under a wider anymore who, of whom he had a close relationship or whatever with. He's now working under somebody else completely who he probably does not share a similar relationship with. So if it was a wider, I'm sure he probably would have been like, okay, for you, my friend, type of thing. <laughs> I will put Steve in there for you, my friend. Pretty much. But now, <laughs> but now it just feels very... It's still his game though. He wants like the best experience and like the characters people want. And I appreciate that. So he's, I don't think even with a wider around, I don't think he's going to be like, this is for you. It's going to be like, I want to make the best game possible. And if you put in like a character that's half assed, um, especially like one like Steve, like p- potentially this could bring in a lot of interest from younger players or players <laughs> that play Minecraft potentially um, to pick up the game. So it is pretty important that uh, the ca- characters implemented well and, I guess just for my my um, impressions, I was a, like I'm not a big Minecraft fan, but I think just like the implementation of Minecraft in Smash is just really exciting. Um, even just just from the fact that the franchise is now represented in there, it's like even just like talking about the stages, like there's like four um, different planes on the stage, how it rotates, like a lot of the stages do now, um, and how like you can break the trees and reveals platforms. Like there's a lot to it. And I'm just really excited to sort of play that. And like with, with the music as well, how he sort of described like there's no, there's like, there's no music from Minecraft because Minecraft's a very, you know, passive game and this is a fighting game. So we don't want you to fall asleep when you're, the, when you're meant to be uh, fighting one another. So there's like stuff from Minecraft dungeons and like remixes and stuff, which is uh, actually no, really cool because you don't really think about that. Like often when he talks about the music, you're like, oh, cool, there's music. Um, but you don't actually think about it when it's a franchise, but necessarily isn't like an action game. Um, you don't necessarily think about that that much. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think I'm um, just like all, all of the stuff that's packed into this character. Cause if like, it's like any character I've, I've come to expect it now, but with Sakurai and the team, it's really, um, they really go all out to make the characters like as good as they can be. Like if you say Mike, Minecraft, Steve, like, oh, I guess he walks around he hits them with the ax um, you know, he, he does like certain moves from Minecraft and that's it. But like, no, like, you know, you're actually like gathering materials like you do in the game. You've got a crafting table where you're upgrading your weapons. There's like multiple stages um, all the way up to diamond. 
Like it's just ridiculous the amount of stuff you can do. You can put down TNT, you can make a little track with redstone, you can jump on it to detonate it. Um, it's just so much stuff in it. Where like I watched like a forty-five present minute presentation on like one character in Super Smash Bros. Yeah. And it pretty much took all that time for him to get the message across, like everything he could, like the character could do. Yeah. So that's just like how much detail is in this one character. And like, you know, just seeing how far this series has come, like from the original Smash Bros, like, you know, you compare like Link, Pikachu, Mario together, like, you know, the very basic characters, you know, with Mario being like, you know, kicking and punching Pikachu with its like uh, special attacks, like Thundershock and all that. And Link with his bombs and his bow and arrow and, all of that stuff. Mm. But now like comparing like Little Mac <laughs> to a Joker and like all these characters are introduced, like especially in like Hero, like just all of these characters, there's so much to them, which I don't know if they're adding too much where it's not so much a pick up and play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not quite sure. I'm not, um, I've been playing Smash for years, so I'm quite happy for them to be introducing a bit more nuance to characters. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's really cool. Look, yeah, and I don't doubt any of that, and I do mm. realize the passion. And you know, Sakurai likes Minecraft himself. It's not yeah, he's playing it, he's showing us his house he built. Yeah. It, it, it's not a secret; he likes it. But you know, um, <laughs> it it is it is you know very cool and all that. Just as always, they are trying to stay as you know accurate to the representation as possible and everything like that. But I just think like something like this was too hard of a project to take on during this time. And by the way he made it sound when he was talking about it, it was like, you know, uh, they kept asking me to do it. So I basically just said, fine, I'll be a techno time wizard and do it, you know, mm. at the, at the end of the day and then just tried to make it work. And I feel like that's probably put a lot of a lot of stress on the development team, and including him, who is quite frankly a, perf- a perfectionist. To be completely honest with you, like it's quite obvious that he tries to keep as well. I think to um, the source material as possible. I think most game producers and directors are, because it's I guess it's kind of their job to like have yeah. everything organized and yeah. But somebody that's playing with other other people's assets like you know yeah, that, yeah. that it, it is important for him to keep that it's integrity. like when you drive someone else's car you're gonna be extra careful yeah that's right yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's it's the same thing but you know i think this was like a very ambitious project a, a very ambitious project to take on during a time where it's a lot harder to work as a team and it does seem like you know he drove he when it was revealed, the four minutes after the reveal trailer, that's pretty much all he talked about was, <laughs> yeah. God damn, they think I am some sort of magic wizard. And he is. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I am, but that's not the point. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. You know, it does It does feel like that this put a lot of strain on the dev team and I'm a little bit worried about how it's going to... Yeah. You know. What I was interested about as well in the uh, like the full presentation they did uh, a few days later, uh, I forgot the month he said, but he was recording it like months ago. Like this, the gameplay we saw was from like months ago, mm. um, which is interesting as well. Like how much of how much of uh, that gameplay sort of changed? Like you know, obviously the the edge guarding uh, type of mechanic with the blocks is something that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that looks scary. It was like Pikachu, Little Mac, Pit. You know, like those characters where their sort of up B doesn't do a whole lot. Um, yeah, that's very scary for them. <laughs> yeah. So whether right. that will be sort of um, balanced out a bit before then, not quite sure. But um, I think, yeah, I think that's mm. one of the scariest things. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to playing them. It's going to be out next week. So we'll be talking about it then. Then. <laughs> um, whether we do a normal timed episode next week, I'm not quite sure. We still need to figure out a pizza party thing. 
Yeah, we need to do the pizza party. That might be a December-ish thing. Yeah, I think so yeah. at this point. Anyone who's waiting for that pizza party? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Pizza party. And just, just to, uh, to finish up the Smash Talk, so they announced some Mii Fighter costumes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have we got here? Um, I had it right here. But anyway, um, oh, damn it, where'd he go? I don't know. All right, so um, Travis Touchdown is a uh, is a Mii Fighter um, costume. So a lot of people were hoping that he was going to be a character included in this um, DLC pass. Bump, bump. He is not. No. Um, it's funny because uh, Brian Altano actually posted like, um, he, he basically said like this is it's, it's a travesty that Travis Touchdown isn't going to be in Smash. And um, Suda51 actually retweeted it with a thumbs up. <laughs> it's really funny. You can imagine Suda's like, yeah, I'm only a bloody me costume. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess how do you feel about that? Do you really care? Oh, I don't have an attachment to no more heroes. I don't either, but it, it, you, could, you could see him being a fun character to play as. Sure. And like a, lo- a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's a rated M game. It's like, well, there's literally Bayonetta there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you're forgetting that there is a literal lady who makes her entire costume out of her own hair and that hair is also used in her magic, therefore she gets naked every time she uses it. Yeah, and like it, <laughs> you just like hold down the uh, directional stick and she just like crouches down with her butt just perched up in the air. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's the reason. I think, no. just, I think they're just looking at, like they just announced Minecraft like being a part of the game. Do you reckon um, No More Heroes has the same clout they're probably looking for? <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> no. Um, just as long as, you know, I'm sort of happy with any franchise being a part of it that isn't something that's already been done before. Like I know like um, Byleth when they introduced uh, um, those characters, it wasn't necessarily the most exciting announcement, but Byleth is my favorite um, DLC character. They're the most fun I have actually playing with them. So, um there's sort of a, there's two different categories. I guess there is like you know, actually fun to play with characters, and there's like just big announcements. Like this was a big announcement, a big addition to the game, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be like my favorite character. I'm going to be coming back and maining necessarily. Mm, yeah, yeah. But with like Fire Emblem, I'm like not a big announcement, but one of my favorite characters. So, uh... and I do feel like a lot of people on Twitter, they're like you know they're waiting for the announcement and they're like they get it, and it's either a disappointment or it's not. But they don't actually play the game, <laughs> so it's like it's like a lot of people are saying like it's bullshit. Like Fire Emblem, you know, there's already that many Fire Emblem characters. It's like, well, even if it was like the most extreme awesome character you've ever seen, you don't even play the game. You're just there for the announcement, pretty much. Like the hype. And the thing so, is, the thing is with Byleth as well is that it's it's very well proven in Smash Brothers that you know Fire Emblem characters are often the most played characters in Smash mm. throughout history. And like that smashes how Fire Emblem even regained any sort of clout in in the West. So yeah, definitely because uh, the the first games on the uh, Famicom weren't released here until later on. So it, it's proven it it it's proven that Smash promote promotes Fire Emblem very very well. So you know it it does it does say something that putting Byleth in Smash only seems a little bit more logical when you think of it that way. Yeah, and like it feels if. Like, I, I don't know how it feels to you, but having like a brand new Fire Emblem game, three houses on Switch, and then that not being represented in Smash just feels weird. Yeah. It no. feels like they need to update it with like the series going on. Like, I'm not opposed to that. Um, but yeah, people have just got uh, hyped up and like, oh, you know, we got 
we got we got a you know Joker, we got Cloud. Like they're looking for those big announcements to just knock their socks off. But at the end of the day, they're not even going to play the game. <laughs> so no, that's right. Yeah. they're just like, "Yo, Cloud, let's go!" And then they go back to their phone. Let's go! Like oh, I'm going to play Aether Rivals. <laughs> yeah, Aether Rivals. That's exactly what they're going to be going back to. Yeah, it's like all right, smash announcement over. I'm going to go play Aether Rivals. Oh yeah, I love me some Aether Rivals. I can't say I do. I've never played it. Have you and, played it? Yeah. A for Rivals? Yeah. Big A for Rivals fan? Yeah. yeah. All right, bro. So moving on. So we got like no new stories really this week, but um, we've got two more. So this is from Vooks.net and Super Nintendo World has a new opening date in Japan. So the article reads, Nintendo has announced a new opening date for Super Nintendo World Attraction at Universal Studios in Japan. It will now open in spring 2021. That's Japan's spring for us Australians. Um, so sometime before the end of March and the end of June. Uh, Super Nintendo World will now be open before the Olympics, just uh, as it was uh, this year before. Uh, you know what? Uh, before you know what happened. Um, if you happen to be in Japan or are willing to risk traveling uh, there, however, in October, uh, something else is opening earlier. A Mario Cafe and store will be opening October 16th during a food, uh, featuring food and merchandise. Uh, we're counting down the days until it opens uh, and we can go. We need to plan a trip for Japan still. <laughs> mm. So just uh, just like seeing the news and seeing the pictures that have come out, um, I'm really keen to do... I've wanted to go to Japan for years anyway. Yeah. So I think like rolling this into like a bit of a trip, um, even like... even. Even if you can justify them, all right, we'll take the camera, we'll do some content or something. I think that'll be a lot of fun. We should definitely have it on the cards for the next few years when it's, you know, back to normal and safe to do so. I'd love to go. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I think I think we talked about it plenty of times anyway. We're just like, yeah, we'll go. Because we, could we get away going together? Because I know my partner, she's not that interested in no, Japan. No, never's Jade. Never's Jade. So I reckon we could make yeah, it work. We'll just go for a road trip road trip you know we do like three weeks or something go to like you know kyoto go to universal studios we could oh, just do like so a bit of a trip go to isha harbor you know do all the retro video game stuff and so love to do that yeah that'd be awesome that's the thing is like there's a it's it's not even just like about like the video game culture and stuff as well uh, like no the, no of course yeah even just the historical culture yeah like, like it'd I, be cool to see we'll have to line it up with um the time of year but i would love to go to kyoto when i like the the blossom trees are blooming and stuff. The cherry blossoms. Cherry yeah. blossoms, yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. It only happens a short amount every year, so... Um, yeah, you have to be lucky, I guess, time. yeah. So if you can if you can round down that date and get over there at the time that it happens, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But God, yeah, I'd love to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, with, with the date <coughs> being um, spring 2021, do you reckon it'll be... That will happen just with everything that's going on? Um, I know... Obviously, Japan was hit pretty hard. I'm not quite up to date on how they're sort of traveling at the moment with uh, regards to getting everything in order. Um, they're sort of neither here nor there in Japan. Um, it's a surprise because they're very much the work culture and Japan is very, very small in terms of like, you know, how people get about. Obviously, yep. like trains are always full and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, so it's, it's actually quite a surprise that they managed to get away off as well as they have for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, whether I, I think, I think the most important thing is sort of rounding out what happens by the end of next year, whether like we have like a vaccine vaccine that's already going to start making the rounds or 
yeah, whatever. Because if that happens, you know, I'll I'll be like fir- first available, you know, time I can get a vaccine. I'll be in there, done. <laughs> Bang off to Japan, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I want the ability to go out and do these things. You know, like so. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It, it it does it is unfortunate because you know what like when it was planned for this year before Rona hit at the start of the year like it it would it was on the sort of things of like we could organize that and do that but I'm glad we didn't start organizing anything otherwise we'd be stuck where we are now and being dis- even more disappointed than we already are mm, bloody if we would be you know especially with no if we had that no travel insurance or something mm. <laughs> which we would because we're responsible adults mm, probably right, yeah. yeah so no I reckon um. We should definitely actually, instead of like talking about it, we should like in the next year, obviously suss out whether it's a 2022 thing or whatever, but we should definitely try and make it happen to get to this thing. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. Like it'll just be, it will be like such stupid dumb kids just like in Nintendo world, just like, yay, just all the sounds and yeah. uh, sights that just like make us so warm and fuzzy inside. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we'll have to start planning it seeing what the price of like specific things are and sort of just like rolling out a, a mat of what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a good idea. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. We'll do a live episode from there. Yeah. Just like can't hear anything. It's just ah, kids screaming on roller coasters. And <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so uh, last up is, uh, this is from books.net and the article is a uh, treehouse live recap. Uh, Pikmin three deluxe d- uh, demo is out and Azure Calamity Korox and more. The article reads, earlier this morning, Nintendo held a Treehouse live stream showing off Pikmin 3 Deluxe and Horror Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, Pikmin 3 got a massive 40 minutes of the presentation dedicated to it, which is, yeah, a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen Pikmin 3 before, it wasn't a brand, wasn't brand new for you, aside from uh, seven minutes of footage from some of the new side stories, which you can find below. Um, there are also Pikmin 3 demo hitting the eShop at some point today, which is out now. If you want to go and give it a go, go and give it a download on the eShop. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was also a 20 minutes of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity shown. It went over some of the gameplay elements from Breath of the Wild, making its way into the game. Uh, more importantly is that there will be Koroks to collect in the game. Hopefully the reward for finding them will be just as good. <laughs> which is a Let's bit, not talk about the reward. That's a bit of sarcasm there. Uh, we also got a further look at some pre-apocalypse locations in the game, including Lon Lon Ranch. It appears to be modeled exactly how it was in Ocarina of Time. Uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, this is going to be, um, I guess I don't have too much more to say of it. We've already said before, but it's just going to be really fun to go back and have a look at the the story before uh, Breath of the Wild and some of these locations. Because like, coming across uh, Lon Lon Ranch in the, uh, in the game, it's like a really cool moment. Like, oh, shit, you know, this was... This was the London Ranch. Yeah, it's like you come across like a lot of those areas. There's like multiple references to mainly all the 3D Zeldas. Um, so actually like going back and like seeing London Ranch, uh, I guess, functioning in this Breath of the World universe, it's going to be really cool. And like some of the characters they've shown off, just like obviously uh, Young Imper and uh, some of the other characters. I forgot the names. What were the names again in that trailer? Robbie Impera. Robbie Impera, yeah. just um, It's just cool seeing these characters, um, you know, 100 years ago in, in the past when they're actually like young functioning human beings rather than Impa who's just like, all right, I've had enough. <laughs> Fucking Robbie Robbie and his theme popping up. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like, holy crap. And then like, uh, it, it's interesting because Pura, they, um, they actually did go back and use some of her older designs as a standpoint for her design in it as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like when, um, 
when they initially designed her, I remember from like the concept books and stuff like that, um, she was she was sort of like set up with more of a punk rock, uh, punk rock aesthetic to sort of meet the same um, vibe as Robbie because Robbie's very much like you know I've got the fancy Elvis hairdo. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, have that have the guitar theme for myself type of thing. Um, so she was set up to be sort of like in the same vein of like, you know, I'm like a punk rock kid. Um, but they they did kind of keep that for her, which was very interesting. So yeah, it was definitely interesting to see. I'm like, yes, because I really like that design. So there you go. Mm. So out of ten, how how keen are you for Age of Calamity? Oh, very keen, very keen. Out like, of ten, <laughs> yeah, that's right. the The thing is, is um. As 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 good as you know, Breath of the Wild two is going to be, as we all, you know, know. Um, I think this is going to be very much like the stocking filler that gives us like all the info we needed to know about this Hyrule before it was destroyed, and I think that's almost in, almost integral to sort of like taping together what will happen between one and two. If that makes sense, yeah. Like you know, seeing all these places, you know not destroyed and sort of established and, you know, seeing how sort of important important they were to the actual structure of Pyrrhole overall, whether it be like towns or, you know, Long On Ranch, as said before, or how maybe Zora's Domain was or Gerudo Town was or, you know, just things like that. I think um, that's all really important to sort of tying together how how big of a deal the Calamity actually was for the world and how... You know, going forward in Breath of the Wild 2, uh, whether the game still runs off flashbacks or whatever, or we see towns, like, actually being built around us, you know, mm-hmm. as we progress. I'm sort of curious about this, too, because I always assumed in Breath of the Wild, I th- always think, like, the writing was, like, uh, I guess, like, the reason for the apocalypse is because it's running, it's an open-world game that's running on Switch and Wii U, so there wasn't quite, like, the horsepower to have, like, heaps of towns and heaps going on, mm. so, like just the reason why it was very open and, you know, not like a heap going on was because of the, the, the power it's running on. And now with this different genre, which is an open world game, they can actually put that um, power that's not used into, you know, doing more stuff in the world, like with the towns and that. So I wonder if in Breath of the Wild 2, there will be like rebuilt towns and it will be like a built up, built up areas in there. I think it's, I think it's possible. And I think the proof in the pudding is probably Tarrytown. Yeah, like yeah. in the first game, I think Tarrytown was very much like an experimental type of thing that they sort of would try to manage with, and it didn't seem to fuck with the game too much. So I think uh, it mostly comes down to what they can fit in via coding, mm. um, and they'll tro- probably try and do the best they can to sort of flesh that out a bit more and yeah. make it more of a thing. Because the only part of the game that like really struggled was where like you, you know you got your master sword, like that game just, they just chugged where it was because there was so much going on with the grass and everything in that. Coral Forest, yeah. Yeah, in that fairly confined um, area. So, yeah, that's the only bit where it's sort of like you noticed it. They wanted frames. They wanted to make it look really pretty because yeah. it was supposed to be like, you know, the sacred forest with the sword and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And that's great and everything, but, you know, you don't need that everywhere realistically. No, you don't um, need those frame drops everywhere. <laughs> no. You know, it'd be really cool to sort of um, get, you know, if we get like a Switch Pro and we get like a graphics upgrade package for like Breath of the Wild and then, like, having the option to see, you know, all that stuff. Mm. Like, the more I, I think... Here's, here's the thing. The more I read into, you know, how consoles are sort of going forward and how, like, TV prices are coming down and stuff like that, I think it's very possible we could be actually be seeing a 4K Switch. 
you know, like just so just sort of doing some reading into it because I'm sort of like, I should probably get a 4K TV if I'm going these next-gen consoles. So the plan is, is like the TV we've got in the lounge room, which is about six six years old now, once that phases out, I'll just go and get a 4K TV for these new consoles. Yeah, because like with my TV, I originally upgraded my TV to like a 55-inch um, for Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Like yeah. in 2013, I upgraded the year before, but like, all right, I need the thing that will, you know, give me the best refresh rate and everything. So that's when I got it then. But now it's still like a great looking TV. But um, if I actually got a 4K TV, it'll probably like blow my brains out, I reckon, just with how clear it is. Well, my my TV is only 1080i. It's not even 1080p. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to ha- I'm gonna be seeing quite a significant upgrade, but I won't upgrade until the TV is actually dead. Like there's no point. So it's sort of just like, you know, but seeing how accessible the 4K TVs are now, like because I looked at the prices of them for like a Sony, you know, then they're in the $1,000 range or you can go for cheaper brands that are sort of more 600. That's not too bad, really. Yeah, not at all. The TV in my lounge room is 1080i. I rented it when it was worth $1,000. So mm. that says a lot. Um, so I'm sort of uh, really keen on that prospect of, you know, maybe a 4K switch could happen. And it would be nice to see like Breath of the Wild sort of updated with texture packs so that the world does look a bit more like Korok Forest but still runs in 60 frames per second. Yeah. It would be cool to see that. Like seeing all the stuff that it, that uh, people are doing with the Wii U emulators with Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. It makes me sort of it makes me sort of think like, now, wouldn't it be cool and very anti-Nintendo if they were going to take like the Sony approach to uh, like Horizon where they also release it on PC and they have it like with like the, the bells and whistles of a PC, you know, like... Um, wide monitor support and 4K and like all the nice stuff oh, on there. Like if they, it doesn't have to be every game. Obviously, if you're releasing um, like Fire Emblem or something on PC, it's not going to benefit that much. But I feel like Breath of the Wild is the one game where I'm like, I would like the frame rate and, and the graphics. And see things and, at their best. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see things at their best. So, um, and like, you know, they're only going to get never, another 80 bucks out of me. So. <laughs> That's so, right, yeah. I guess... Um, I guess that could be a question for the audience too. Like, what would you guys think of a of Breath of the Wild or even other Nintendo first party games coming to PC and in a even weirder world coming to I don't know Xbox or something? Because with a lot of the Xbox stuff, we're seeing Xbox support um, Nintendo well, not support them, but putting stuff onto their platform, whether it is uh, like Ori or even Minecraft, but that's on everything. And we've got two characters from them in Smash Bros, which is pretty pretty awesome. Um, so it would be cool to be like, hey, you know, it's been, was it, it's almost been four years at this point, like an enhanced version of Breath of Wild on um, Xbox. That would be so cool. It would be cool, but it's just like, it's just so not Nintendo, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. I do kind of wish that they would play their cards a little bit more and just sort of, I think I think when it comes down to the end of it, I think very much where the way your game's going is it's going to be like, it doesn't matter what box you play on. I think it's coming to that point. Mm. That's the um, thing, though. Like Nintendo wants that to matter because they want you to play on their box. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like you know, same um, with PlayStation. I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying I don't want a Nintendo box either. Like I definitely do want a Nintendo box. And if the Switch has anything to say about it, they'll have my money every time because that console keeps me playing like wherever I go. Um, but uh, you know, it would be nice to sort of just natively have that support something that's a little stronger and whether whether the new switch thing that's sort of rumored to be in the mill um comes out and that's that's what it's going to be which you know what i think 
I think they do have to kind of pull their stops out if they're going to do this because obviously it's not going to be a new 3DS type of upgrade where it's just like, oh, here's a bit of extra RAM, mate. There you go, pack that in your stocking. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not going to be like that. So, and to have something that supports 4K and extra graphics and like all this support um, would be good. But, you know, in the future, if they could sort of sort something out with Microsoft where they have like a Nintendo subscription service or something that's like exclusive to Microsoft and Nintendo where it's like, mm, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm like thinking like just like the smallest little thing and that's still not likely to happen, which is like here's a four-year-old game that's, you know, using your power of your hardware. Here you go. Hopefully it brings people over to us to play the sequel. That's all I'm thinking. I think a subscription service is like, even for like old games, like Super Nintendo games, I think that's too much. But yeah, I mean, like I'll, I'll be all about seeing Nintendo sort of branch out and be on other platforms. Um, yeah. But yeah, as a, the type of Nintendo at the moment who's super successful with their current platform, there's absolutely, there's really no reason to do no, it. No. So I'm just hoping partnerships lead places. I think that's like the moral of the story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ross, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, my friend. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Ross checks, checks his watch. Oh. oh, look at the time. It's a uh, wrist the clock. <laughs> Here, pass a freckle. Oh, it is too. <laughs> nah, here before a freckle. Before a freckle? Yeah. Here before. Every wrist tells a different time. Yeah, it does. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's why we've got Woolworths. Everyone's different. Yes, that's right. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 162. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't be like that person. I noticed our ranking went down from 5 out of 5 to 4.9 out of 5. Oh. Yeah, I know. So, now, we're packing up. This show is uh, is finished. So this was the last episode ever. Who did it, guys? It's, who fucking who? 100, who did it? 162 episodes. Come on. Really? Yeah. <sighs> You know, you get that though. <laughs> so if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow myself at iRuby. You can follow Bryce at IVRevan and you can follow the show at The House of Mario. If you'd like to join our Discord community, you can in the show notes below. There is an invite just for you who is listening to this right now. If you're listening to this on the stereo or in a car with multiple people, don't worry. It's for all of you guys too. Don't feel bad about it. Pull over into the Discord community. Have a bit of a chat. It's all good. Ross nogs his head, yes. That's right, yes. The Discord community is our safe space. It's our safe space. Mm. So don't uh, interject negativity. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So this week's Nintendo Jukebox is by Psychic Type, and it's titled Indigo Plateau. So it's a bit of a remix of basically red and blue music. Beautiful. 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 So, guys, until next week, the doors to the House of Mario are closed. Catch you later.
Yeah.